Welcome back to the Teacher Fit Podcast. I am super excited about today's episode. We've got Dr. Jeremy Lowe on the show. He is a principal in the state of Texas, and he shares his journey with health and fitness, his battle with Crohn's disease that he has now beat, and then shares his three principles that have helped him get back to taking care of himself, to losing 25 pounds and living his own healthy lifestyle. I hope you guys enjoy the show. I know there's so much value to take away. Enjoy the show. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Teacher Fit Podcast. I am super stoked for today's episode. We're lucky enough to have Dr. Jeremy Lowe on the show today. He's been an avid supporter of Teacher Fit for a few months now, and I think he's got a great message and a great story to tell. So, Dr. Lowe, I appreciate you being here. Yeah, Nick, thank you. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be speaking with you. I hope, uh, hope my message resonates with some other folks, too. Yeah, I really think it is. It's it's a powerful story, and I, I really hope, just like you, that it inspires other people to yeah. take action and you know take care of themselves like you have. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, just to give everyone a reference as far as your educational background, how long you've been in teaching, kind of what roles have you served in, and kind of where are you now? Yeah, great. Well, uh, again, I'm, I'm honored to be on the podcast with you today, and uh, just thanks again for having me. I've been in education for about 20 years. Uh, my calling in life has been to serve in uh, private Christian education. So since 1998, I uh, started, as we all do, I started as a rookie teacher and a coach, um, someone who was an athlete a little bit earlier in life and just really loved the opportunity to be able to be relevant with kids in a classroom, but then also on the field because I just felt like uh, athletics was such a an, an excellent classroom to be able to build relationships and, and you know, forge bonds and, and work through difficulty and, and try to promote that grit and consistent mindset and all that good stuff. So I started back teaching and coaching and then, oh gosh, pretty early in my career, I found myself at a school uh, where our head of school and our principal both left. And uh, uniquely, the, the faculty actually kind of voted and said, you know, why doesn't Jeremy just jump in and try to do something? <laughs> From perspective for a year, and I thought, man, ignorance is bliss. Sure, I'll, I'll be a principal. I had no idea what that was all about, but I jumped in early in my career, was an interim, and then they hired me on. And so, relatively early on in my late 20s, I was leading a high school. So, I've been a teacher, a coach, um, I've been an assistant principal, a dean of students type, uh, athletic director for one year, then jumped into principal and have been a headmaster of a couple of schools. Now, I find myself in North Dallas, and I'm the upper school principal at a, a Christian high school here in Dallas. Awesome. Yeah, and I love that, how you started early just by chance, and they're like, hey, who can take it? And having your peers recommend you just speaks volumes to yeah. kind of the, the, the person that you are and the ability to educate. Um, talk to me about the sports you played as a child, and I want to pull a little bit more on how you think – I think we talk, we could tie this into fitness as well. How you think fitness and kind of the hardship of challenging yourself and sport kind of lead to the classroom and how we can use that maybe as a principal or as an educator. Yeah, that's a great, yeah, Nick is a great question. So uh, when I was young, I was kind of a three sport athlete. Uh, not a big guy. I'm about five, eight. 
And, uh, and so I always, I always had to kind of work a little bit harder than my peers who are bigger and stronger and faster. So when I was younger, I saw that going against uh, bigger guys in football, basketball, and baseball, those were kind of a, my main sports, yep. um, really helped develop my character. And so uh, through high school, I was a three-sport athlete and was blessed enough and really fortunate enough to play small school NIA baseball in college. So I was able to, to be a college athlete and play baseball. But I think uh, one of, one of the, the greatest parts of me growing up was, was trying football for the first time when I was a little guy. And when I mean little guy, I was a little guy when I jumped <laughs> in. And just being terrified of walking into a, a locker room with, with junior and senior athletes and seeing these big guys who were strong and, and dedicated, going through something like that and having to push myself farther than I thought I could go, having a coach be hard on me, having someone other than my parents be hard on me, right. uh, really forged me a little bit. I, I knew I could run faster or farther. I knew I could take adversity more than I thought. And I think the whether it's, again, football, basketball, or baseball, in my case, it was, it was learning through football and really getting smacked around when I was younger, helped to develop in me a drive and a pursuit for excellence that I never would have had, I don't think, had I not participated in sport when I was younger. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I myself grew up playing sports. Um, uh, I ran a lot, basketball and soccer. And same thing, my freshman year in high school, I think I was 5'5", five, five, 115 pounds. Yeah, what, yeah I'm with you. Yeah. Wanting, wanting to dunk, but I was nowhere close. <laughs> um, now I'm 6'4", so it's a little bit different ballgame. Um, and facing that adversity, I think we're missing that a lot um, with you today. I, I see more and more kids who aren't playing sports, I'm sure Texas sports are still pretty big. I'm in Northern Virginia, so and I'm just like, why yeah. are you playing sports? Like, you're athletic, you're strong, and I have these kids in the gym that aren't doing it. So, yeah, I love that value system that's coming forward. And that, that's something I do want. Like, how can we tie that in for teachers to give them adversity through fitness? So you're a principal. Yeah. Is that something you think you can create for your teachers to develop them? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think yes. I think ultimately in any facet of our life, when we place ourselves out of our comfort zones, that's obviously where growth happens, right? So Absolutely. Uh, when astronauts up into space, they have to work out. They're in a zero-gravity environment. Every part of their being starts to kind of decay if it's not being used. Right. And so you can take that metaphor and you can apply that, I think, every different part of life, especially with education. When we don't take risks, appropriate risks in the classroom with how we're educating kids, when we're not changing our mindset as we look at how kids and their brains and how they're growing up and how they're developing, if we're not changing how we become significant in their life and how we impact them as teachers, then we're missing the boat. And so I think when we just do things the way we've always done, which got me into trouble, you know, early in my teaching career from a health standpoint, right. when we just have this personal inertia that's not interrupted and then adjusted, man, uh, I don't think we, I don't think we hit the levels. I don't think we hit the levels that God has for us in our life, either personally or professionally. So I think, right. um, yes, when, when you put yourself out there and you try to develop yourself physically and, and, and discipline becomes a part of who you are in your personal life. And that discipline has got to transfer over, I think, into the classroom too. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to pull, you kind of segue for me there, so I appreciate that. But I want to pull on what we discussed earlier. We kind of, I kind of, you told me that you kind of faced some early adversity in your teaching career and kind of doing the same things and getting in that inertia that you talked about. Can you kind of tell us about that? 
you know, what you've been through and you know, what led to it and then how we've come out on the other end. Yeah, no, great question. I'll, and I'll, I'll try not to pontificate too much, but no, um, we got time. <laughs> yeah, it was my second year. I was finishing my second year as a teacher. And again, uh, I was at a, a new school. So I was part of a school startup. I was part of a private school that that wasn't around in 1998. And I was the first English teacher, the first basketball coach, part of the first football coaching team and the whole thing. And I just threw myself into it. And I think as I began my career, I, I really misunderstood what servant leadership was. Because I think in, in, whether you're in a private school or a parochial school or um, a public school or a charter school, whatever the case may be, I think we can all agree that education is a service industry. We're here to serve other people. 100%. And so then you think, okay, so I'm here to serve others. So I'm going to put everybody else before me and I'm going to be there as early as I can in the morning. I'm going to stay as late as I can because that makes me a good teacher. That makes me a good coach. That makes other people see that I'm committed. And since I'm putting everybody else ahead of myself, uh, I run myself right into the ground. And at the end of my second year of teaching, I got really sick to the point where I'd be lecturing in American literature and I'd be talking, I can remember it, talking about the Scarlet Letter. And um, I had the most severe pain in my abdominal area I've ever had. I thought, oh man, did appendix burst or did something? What in the world? And I, I tried to cover it because I was kind of a funny teacher. I was kind of a little popular guy. I liked telling jokes. I, just, I, I did something where maybe the kids thought I was just goofing around. And I realized I, I'm in really big trouble. Right. And I had a, a colleague take me to the hospital and it, and it took a few months to figure out what was going on. But I was diagnosed ultimately after about four months of tests with Crohn's disease. And if you don't know what that is, Crohn's disease is an autoimmune disease that attacks uh, your digestive system, much like uh, diabetes can attack your, your pancreas and no more insulin right. and rheumatoid arthritis attacks your joints and then your, your joints freeze. Well, your immune system, my immune system was attacking my intestines and uh, and. I I would say for about 24 to 28 months, I was just trying to figure out kind of how to survive. I was trying to figure out how to eat. I was losing lots of body weight. I was losing muscle mass. I was wasting away. I had zero energy. I couldn't eat. Um, again, I mentioned I'm 5'8". I was 5'8", 119 pounds when I was at my worst, uh, in my worst place. Wow. And, uh, and, and then because of, I think, God's grace in my life, and the power of prayer and people around me and great doctors and medication, I slowly started to figure out how to, how to figure out life. But that meant I had to retrain myself how to eat, how to exercise, how to work smart, and not just longer and harder because I would impress someone else or because I was serving someone else, but because I had to, I had to figure out how to redo life. And so it took me a long time to get to a point where I was healthy. And then finally when I was healthy, and, and I wasn't losing weight. I started gaining weight because of the medication I was on. And initially, that was a great thing. Right. And then it became a bad thing. And then it became, again, this personal inertia I was referring to where I just, I got up in the morning. I went through my daily routine. I ate what I ate. I helped who I helped. I went back and I just started it all again. I just got into a bad place uh, until one day I kind of said, you know, I'm, I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. And then that's right. when I kind of met you. Um, uh, I met uh, Dr. Ron Jackson via Twitter on, on Fit Leaders with the Fit Leaders hashtag. I interacted with a, a personal health coach from Canada on Facebook a while ago, and I just started to kind of take control of what it was I was doing, learn how to live my life again uh, in a better way, in a more healthy way, I think. Uh, and I'm here today probably feeling better than I have in a long, long time. Yeah, that's great. And I, it's such a powerful story. You kind of saw 
both sides of it, you know, the, the health issues and recovering from that, but then almost going to the other side of not putting things in place to maintain a healthy, a healthy lifestyle. And now we're, you've recovered and now you're in such a good place now. And I think your story of giving so much is going to resonate with so many teachers. And I can see, I mean, I see it in so many fields, but education specifically because it's such a passion driven field yeah. of, of a career choice that you give and give and give. And there's really nothing in our, our current society that is just so rewarding on the teacher's end. Like we don't celebrate teachers. We don't incentivize teachers. It's all, you know, how can you pull personally from your impact to keep you, you know, at a level to be driven and excited. And I see so many teachers just, and I, I think I talked to Marilyn, who, you know, via Twitter, yeah. About, yeah, absolutely. Um, also part of the, the fit leader shout out to Dr. J um, That's right. movement. Um, you know, at first you, you gain a little bit of weight and it's just this slow process of a couple of years from now. You're like, Oh my gosh, I've, I'm in a bad place. And you know, you coming back from that is great. And I know you have some lifestyle hacks that you want to share. And I definitely want to make sure we get those out because so many people need them and seeing you as a busy teacher and principal, I think they're going to resonate. You know, they can hear it from me all day, but hearing it from someone that's been through it is so powerful. Yeah. Well, thank you. And again, Marilyn's great on Twitter. I, I like to think of her as kind of the encouragement guru. She's someone who is always popping on, you know, timelines and stuff and just yep. encouraging people. So Marilyn, Marilyn, it's been great to kind of get to know her as a, a fellow teacher and, and fellow educator as well. Yep. You know, but I think, um, you know, very candidly. So when, when I connected initially with you, uh, with, with the teacher fit, and again, I'm so thankful that I had, it was, it was early in March. I, again, I was five eight. I was two hundred six pounds, and so I was I was a, I was a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a smaller guy with just too much weight. I'm tired. That inertia again is just since I'm tired, I don't want to go work out. I don't want to really eat right and all that stuff. And then I just finally decided, you know what? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna take control of, of life a little bit. And instead of looking for motivation, I was looking for discipline. As you know, discipline and motivation, two different things. I can be non-motivated one day and I can be motivated the next day. But if I have discipline and I just decide to do something, then that's what I'm going to do. Sure. And I think just taking a step backwards, you know, what I like to talk to my teachers too about is it's okay to talk about self-care. And, and, and you can still be a servant leader, but you can take care of yourself. And the, the metaphors of when the oxygen mask falls, you don't put it on someone else first. You put it on yourself. Because if yeah. I'm not healthy and I'm not there, then I can't support others. So I think giving people permission to be able to talk about how I can care for myself as well as I can care for my, my uh, teammates or I can care for my students, I think that's a good thing. Um, yeah, so, 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 yeah, so, so the, yeah, yeah. So the, so the hacks that I've used, and I know this maybe sound a little crazy, and, and it's going to sound really uh, probably elementary, but oh, well, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm not as sharp as I think I am. <laughs> One of the things that I just started to do with my diet, and you've said it before too, is that you can't, can't out-train a bad diet. So I can't just go in the weight room and I can't, you know, I'm, I'm going to do your workout here a little bit after we're done talking, and I can't just do that and then eat and act and do whatever I want. I've got to right. have discipline in my life. So I've decided to do, do three simple things. I'm going to focus when I eat. I'm going to focus what I eat, when I eat, and how I eat. I know that sounds simple and stupid, but if I get up in the morning, Nick, and I'm not hungry for breakfast, I, I know that media will tell me breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but not if I'm not moving. Right. I'm not working in a field. I'm not doing those things every day. I'm, I'm sitting a lot. I'm interacting a lot. I'm talking a lot. I'm not, I don't move as much as I did when I was a coach and a teacher in the classroom. So 
if I get up in the morning, my body's telling me that I'm not hungry. It's okay not to eat right then. And if I get into my morning and I'm still not hungry, it's okay not to eat right then. And when I start to get hungry, I'm going to focus on what I eat. I'm going to put good things into my body and I'm going to, how I eat, I'm going to slow down. And when I'm comfortably full, I'm just going to stop. And I've noticed that by taking just those simple steps that I'm cutting down a ton as a teacher and a principal just in my calorie intake every day. And if I'm adding the exercise that we're doing through teacher fit and some other modalities, now I'm just doubling up and, and I'm seeing a lot of great gains. So as a teacher or principal, you know, you got cookies in the break room, parents love on you and they bring you all that food. And if it's just there, you're going to eat it. So now I'm disciplined to say, I see that they love me, but I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to only eat when I'm hungry and I'm going to slow everything down. So when I started with you at the very beginning of March, I was 206 pounds. Today, again, really not doing anything that's rocket science. I'm 182 pounds and I haven't been 182 pounds in college playing baseball. And I look at myself and go, man, why didn't you do this earlier? What, what in the world? How come you didn't take control of yourself earlier? And so I just want to finish with this, this part with just this one story. When I was in California teaching and coaching, there was a young man by the name of Corey Hiltz. And Corey was a little football player, and he was a good kid and a good student. And uh, his dad was a, a, a chief of police in an area around Southern California where I was. Anyway, Corey went off to fight. Um, and he fought in the army in Iraq. And one day I got the, the horrible phone call. No one wants to hear. He was the first student of mine that passed away in a wartime conflict. His, his Humvee hit an IED and his parents called me and wanted me to share a Bible verse and a couple of thoughts at his funeral. And I was floored and touched and sad and all that right. stuff. And I remember going to his funeral and before I left California, I remember visiting his gravesite one more time. And I remember a motivational speaker talking to me about what are you going to do with your dash? Uh, and that we're all going to have a dash one day. We were born and we're going to die. And what are you going to do with your dash? And and I was thinking of Corey and, you know, he left this world much too young. But if there's one regret I have is it's I haven't focused as much as I should on my dash. What am I going to do with my dash? I've only got a certain amount of time left to serve others and to be in education and to be a husband and a dad. What am I going to do with it? Well, I, I just don't want to waste it anymore. So I'm going right. to take care of myself. I'm going to do the best with what God has given me. And I'm going to maximize my dash, if that makes sense. And that's yeah. a message yeah, that I share with my teachers and, and share with kids and stuff, too. What are you going to do with your dash? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take control of it, and I'm going to make sure that I can maximize my potential. That makes yeah. Sense. yeah, I love that. So many good points that I yeah. want to bring out of that. Um, and there's a Marine that actually started a company, a brand. He won the Medal of Honor, and his brand is called Live the Dash. Oh, and I love it. I'm going to check that out. Cool. It's all about I mean, He's got T-shirts. He's got everything. Um, but, uh, it's all about living your life to the fullest. Right. And my big thing is nursing home legacy, right? Sooner or later, we're all going to be heading that direction, retirement home, nursing home, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And we want to push it off as long as possible. And when I get there, I want to look back and be like, man, I had a blast and I'm the one in there telling stories and everyone's gathered around, you know, and I got this crazy legacy to talk about as opposed yeah. to just kind of getting there and not having or having regret, obviously the biggest issue when you look back, but so many, so many good things um, coming from just talking about nutrition with you. I want to, want to highlight that brilliance at the basics. You're not, like you said, you're not doing anything super fancy. You're not restricting yourself a ton. You're not doing this diet and that diet and this fad and that fad. 
you're just being consistent and you're being disciplined and you're listening to your body. People don't realize that, especially if you're a little bit overweight, your body has an energy source. It doesn't need yeah. to be filled, filled three times a day or however many times someone told you to eat. It's going to pull resources where it can get them. And if you're overweight, that's a great way. You know, that's a, that's the real reason intermittent fasting has been right. so popular is that your body doesn't need all that food. We've been told things for years that really just aren't true. So I love that. And like, I'm going to make sure we write down those three things in the show notes, but this is yeah. that brilliance at the basics and, and same thing with our workouts that you're doing. They're not anything crazy fancy. It's just consistently doing them. And I know you add in weights, uh, to add in a little more strength work, which I love. Um, but you're just, you're just doing all the right things and, and your progress shows. So I appreciate you sharing all that. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. And, I, and yeah, and again, I, 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 to your point, it's just simple stuff. I'm, I'm not doing this keto diet and I'm not only eating these kind of foods. Right. I'm just restricting the calories I eat. I'm eating until I'm comfortable and I'm stopping right. and I'm noticing my body is taking care of itself. And I, and I know I'm taking care of my body through that. So yeah, just some simple things that I've done that now I'm just disciplining myself that I want to be able to live with this lifestyle until I'm in the nursing home. You know what I mean? I, right. I, when you're hungry, stop when you're a little bit full and just enjoy life. And so that's what I'm doing. And what I love about your teacher fit workouts too, is that the hit concept is man, you've got some impressive workouts when you get your heart rate really moving fast. So even 15, 16, 20 minute workouts, I'm, I'm, I'm noticing the benefits throughout the rest of the day. And so when I combine that with weights and stuff, it's, it's great. Um, I'm not much of a runner. Uh, a lot of the other folks you are and a lot of the other folks on the, on the fit leaders uh, side of the table. I'm thinking of a Matt Arends. I'm thinking of yeah, yeah. Craig Bruno's in Michigan. I'm thinking of guys, Eric Sacco. I'm thinking of these guys who just run like crazy. I just wasn't built like that, but I do yeah, love yeah. the weights. And so I do what I love and I do what I can sustain. And it's really helped me a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's with nutrition and with fitness. And this is what I preach, preach, preach is that it's yeah. about finding something that works for you. If yeah. it's running and the teacher fit workouts, if it's yoga and weights, if it's just yoga, if it's going for a walk, if it's just eating this way, if it's eating that way, it's figuring out a plan that works for you. So it's not a six week, it's not six months. It's, Hey, what can I do for the next 30 years that will make me happy? That will make me successful. That will allow me to impact others. You know, all these things and restricting and doing things you don't enjoy is obviously not the answer. So I'm excited that you've, you've found something that works for you and I'm excited to be a part of it. And I just, I hope people resonate and listen and kind of follow your, follow your lead. Yeah, it took me long enough to figure it out for sure, but I think the social media component has been great. Again, way back in the day when I started, it was with Facebook, and then and how I found you and your program is through Twitter. And, yep. and so, as, as uh, you know, Dr. Jackson says too, and as 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 leaders say, sometimes leadership is lonely, and so um, you need to you need to surround yourself with people, if not right where you are via social media who maybe struggle with the same things you do or that you can pull some of that discipline and um, encouragement from. And, and I do that through Twitter and it's been incredibly helpful. Yeah. We're fortunate enough to have that social media aspect. Now there's no, there's really no excuse not to be, surround yourself with people who will challenge you and hold you accountable. And that's what also what we're trying to use with the program. And I, I was amazed at the education community that is Twitter. Like, yeah, taking it back. It's crazy. Um, but I really appreciate your vulnerability and your openness about your journey. Um, 
anything else or anything else people should take away from kind of your journey or you know, advice you would give moving forward? Yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, gosh, again, it's not going to be rocket science. I think I just, I, I always tried new things. So whether, like I mentioned, oh, I'm going to do this keto thing or I'm going to eat all protein or I'm going to do this. No, it's, it's just simple is better. Let's get yourself moving. Listen to your body. Eat when you're hungry. Stop not when you're full, but when you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just string together day after day after day of doing that. And then when you see the results happen, you're like, man, I didn't. There's, there's probably 25, 250,000 books on dieting out there. Just at least. Right. So, no, just, just keep it simple, stupid. And that's kind of what I've been trying to do. And I've noticed that I'm in a better position from a leadership perspective with my energy and with my focus when I'm in a healthy lifestyle. And so I've, right. that's the thing I've appreciated from it. So any teachers or administrators out there that are kind of struggling or where I was before in March, it's just make that little change stick with it for a little while and then just watch the results happen. And then it almost gets addicting. Like, wow, this is really working for me. I'm going to keep doing it. And that's how the ball got rolling for me. Yeah. And like the better you feel as an individual, the better you're going to be at anything you choose to do. And that's yeah. just, again, keeping it simple. I love it. Yep, well, I would agree. Yeah. I really appreciate your time. I think it's a great episode. People are going to love it. Um, uh, have a great day. Enjoy the workout. Looking forward will, to seeing Yeah, I'm getting ready for it now. And again, I just appreciate you. Thanks for your, your heart, your care, and your concern for teachers and educators. And uh, I'm going to be following you, so I appreciate what you do. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Have a great day. Thank you. Yep.